UCR, what's your favorite scary movie? Happy Halloween out there in Uncensored Horrorland. Welcome to the show today. Of course, with me as usual, we have lovely Luke. Hello, everybody. How are we? Captivating Katie. Hello, all. We have a special guest today. The bodacious Miss Brooke is joining us for Uncensored Horror. But I'm burying the lead in a big way because today we have a very special guest. We have... (laughs) <laughs> I wonder who it could be. <laughs> we have an amazing writer, actor, and the delicious daddy of all things horror movies. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Todd Farmer is in the building. How are you, Todd, today? <laughs> Would you say you're um, shivering with anticipation? I am. Patient. <laughs> Was I supposed to say patient? Yes, patient. You were so good. We got there. We got there. We got there. So where are we today? Are we in the horror shed again today? So, uh, we are. Yes, absolutely. We are. I love that. I show. love it. I love it. Is that your head beside you as well? <laughs> On the shelf there. I was, in, I was in the garden earlier, so I was working. Oh, look! I've just <laughs> got to say that's the second location I'd be happy to be taken to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's beautiful. <laughs> He's beautiful. He is. Oh, so it's been a, yes. it's been a hot minute since we've talked to you. It has. It has. So COVID, how is that for you? <laughs> Amazing times, I'm sure. I'm, I'm still in the fucking shed. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's where we left you last time. It's a bit more decked out than it was last time I mean, as well. It's just... I got I got a well, I had that last time. Yeah. Yes. More. I don't think it's decked out more. Is it really? It's, I don't know. If the, I don't know if you had lights it, back no, there. No, it looks time. like yeah. You didn't have the lights then. Well, it's getting yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah, true. That's true. That's true. I love the uh, Mary Tyler Moore F on the wall as well behind you. So that what that is? I thought it was. A <laughs> it looks there. like. <laughs> it looks like it looks like you're branding yourself in a different way. I like I, it. It's I, very I'm different. With that. I have no you know, just no. you got to roll with the punches. You got to have like yeah. weapons of destruction coffee cups and that is true all that kind of stuff in there so yeah today we're going to um pick your brain basically sounds fun right <laughs> and i'm gonna spit oh, my best game at you that's oh, kind of sexy but okay <laughs> kind of sexy kyle go to but bed the... <laughs> she's telling her husband to go away now so good work that's a great start <laughs> And Luke and my husbands don't exist. So that's great. (laughs) That's the way we do like it. So I have to ask one question that didn't get asked on the last show. Can you detail for me the um the kind of gestational track from Amway to writing horror? Um no. (laughs) No. Okay. Started. I mean, I was. I went to everything about what I 
did when I started, I started in small town Kentucky. So to get here is kind of nuts in itself. And so to get here, you have to go through multimedia, multi-pyramid schemes. You have to go to a lot of, through a lot of places to get here. And so Amway was just one of them selling soap and it's a funny thing. How did you even know that? <laughs> I did my research, baby. I wasn't on the show when you came on last time. I, was a, I asked you a question last time. And they're like, you, did you I can answer? come and dominate the show. Yeah, you did. We talked about um, your friend in the hockey mask. Uh, I, I <laughs> uh, that guy. That guy. So we are going to talk today about um, one of your other guys. Uh, we're going to talk to you about 2019's trick. Oh, tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky. So mm -hmm. obviously, I'm going to ask a very blatantly obvious question. Are you a fan of Halloween, Tom? <laughs> As tell? in the season? As Could in the tell? season? <laughs> uh, that was... How many times did we work on Halloween? We worked on Halloween after Rob Zombie's second one. <laughs> and then we worked on Halloween after we did the Hellraiser stuff. And then we came back to Halloween years later and we came up with this pitch and that didn't happen. And then we heard that uh, we heard the, the, the people who are doing the current movie uh, were attached. And so we took our pitch and we created trick. I was oh, about wow. to say, it feel, it feels very, it, it feels like that's where that, that series could have gone. Well, but did you I, have any, I'm sorry. Cause you knew <laughs> I, I, I've, I wasn't actually ever supposed to say that because <gasps> the, exclusive, oh, by the way, I don't care. But by the way, I, the, the, the feeling was, you know, we, we were a, a, a nothing million dollar movie to compare us to the Halloween movie that did actually get made is not really fair. But if you look at the opening of trick and you just put Michael in there as a high school kid, that's what that was our intention was to show Michael become Michael Myers in high school. Beautiful. So, so do you have some of your own favorite Halloween memories that you've seeped into this kind of thing? Or is this just, this is just from your twisted mind and Michael Myers? Well, I mean, it's from my and Patrick's minds. It's, it's, you know, we grew up <laughs> loving that genre. I mean, Halloween was one of the first movies that I saw that, absolutely screwed me up as a kid so that's that's why i ended up going down this path Relatable. michael myers yeah he has a lot to answer for doesn't he that man he does a lot to answer for <laughs> especially especially halloween for Listen. Hey, hey, <laughs> don't, don't be naughty. Listen, I have a bone to pick with the last Halloween movie, and it's not just because of you. It's because I really just genuinely didn't like that movie. <laughs> Why? I thought it was kind of like, they've done it before. Like, okay, let's let's chase Jamie Lee Curtis around a little more. And You're being very nice, her. Katie. You're being very nice about okay, it. Okay, it was shit. It was poorly written. Wait, are it you was, talking about the one that just came out, or I mean, the one that's about to come out, or the one that 2018. 2018. All right, the okay. reboot. It was shit. Yeah, it was shit. Danny McBride is. I love him. I love him so much. He's very funny. Hilarious. Eastbound and Down is one of my favorite TV shows. I hated that movie. <laughs> I think bad. the general the general problem is you can't 
you can't talk down about all of these sequels that got the franchise that you know the over overwhelming you know cult for popularity got say how bad they are then steal the scenes from them to repurpose for your movie um and undo everyone else's work just because it doesn't work for you i mean that's lazy writing right yes, indeed. <laughs> you know people hated rob zombies halloween 2 and i actually didn't think it was that bad i thought it gave a really interesting and different insight into michael yep. myers all right i think we need to take katie out of the show <laughs> Whatever. Luke's not a fan. Luke's not a fan. <laughs> Fight me, Luke. Let's do this. Oh, okay. Oh, God. So we we know the origins now of of Trick. So was the spin the the spin the knife thing always the i was that a Michael Myers thing or was that a come later idea? <laughs> I think that was, I think that was actually in the original, um, and then it became that knife <laughs> on my in my shed. But um, look it. at that! Oh, I, I can see it, it now. I, I think it was in the original. I think it was that was our plan to to do that. Uh, I don't know if we did it toward the end. That Michael did it in the end. I think that may have been added later. But yeah, that was always the intention. Very interesting because I was like, first of all, smart merch because you can always sell it. You can always sell a knife to a horror fan. You're like, of course, this is true. You can it always sell a knife to a horror fan. Trick. <laughs> it would have said Michael. Michael. <laughs> Another side, Myers. Michael. He likes it. He likes he it. Mikey likes it. He does <laughs> like. I it. was waiting for that joke. <laughs> Now I want to talk to you about this this opening scene. We're gonna oh by the way, let yes. me take us back to the main page because I forgot to say it and no one reminded me. If you haven't seen Trick yet, there are gonna be some spoilers. So please do yourself a favor. We are going to be talking about the movie in depth. We're not gonna try and spoil it too much, but I don't want to be the one that you know people blow up about. So by if you haven't way, seen it, always us come back. It's I mean, lovely of you to say that if you haven't seen Trick yet. Only seven people saw it, so everyone watching is not being tricky. You actually, Todd, you'd be surprised. I work in a bricks and mortar DVD store, which still exists at some point in the world. I did not know that was still a thing. The movie had the movie sold really well because, and I'm like, this is even before I knew you had anything to do with it because I was like, I'm packing it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, horror movie, cool, no worries. And I was like, wait. Omar Epps and Jamie Kennedy? Like, hold up, right. hold up a sec. Let me look more. And I was like, wait, this is a Todd Farmer movie. Okay, cool. And then when we were talking about what we we're going to do this Halloween, I'm like, well, hello. It's staring <laughs> us right in the face. It's staring us right in the face. We know someone that, you know, has done a Halloween-based movie. But yeah, I, even before I knew I had anything to do with you, the show, it, sell, it sold quite well. And I, people were like, oh, this movie was really good. So Australia's buying DVDs. <laughs> They're loving your work. So, you know, I before <laughs> they told me you were coming on the show, I had a discussion with a coworker about your movie, actually. They said, have you seen this movie, Trick Method, bitch, please? But yes, of course I've seen it. <laughs> but they liked it, too. They liked it, too. Well, it's and- good to know. You guys are the 12 people. I didn't know that you were the 12. <laughs> there you go. We're all here. Like- 
Add that to the, <laughs> that to the DVD cover. Katie says, "Bitch, please." Horror loves this movie. <laughs> well, you get it. Yeah, look, we're going to spread the love. So, trick, we're going to try and you know get that groundswell of um cult classic happening. It's it's going to start here. We're going to make right, it happen. Definitely. We're going to put it out there. Now, I want to talk about the opening scene because it's a massacre, and it is a massacre. Yeah. Like. You didn't really pull many punches here because uh, what what I noticed was this is kind of a post-Scream movie. It's not that meta-smart, everything's a joke, like, look at how clever we can be. No. It's a slasher, and it's been a long time since there's been a slash, like, a out-and-out, no-apologies slasher movie. Is no. that Was that intended? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the movie... Uh, it, Halloween was the movie that we grew up with, uh, Friday the 13th. I mean, they were so brutal in their presentation that that's exactly what we wanted to do. So, yeah. I think what makes it more brutal is they knew who was killing them. Like, they know this is our classmate, Patrick, killing us. I think that's kind of what made it, you know, kind of a little more harsh. Like, why is he doing this to us? I thought we were friends. I love that. In fact, uh, the the name Trick came from when Patrick was a kid. They used to call him Trick as a as Patrick Lucier, the director and co-writer. Um, they used to call him Trick as a nickname. And so that's where the name came from. And then I grew, you know, one, my best friend from high school was Brad Weaver. And so we just you know gave him the last name. And so it was, you know, it's you want to bring in that real world aspect to it, because what we liked about Halloween was that it could be anyone it could be the guy across the street it could be the kid that you've known all your life who suddenly just becomes a killer that's it's what makes funny it you say like the the real world aspect because it definitely felt like um you know very you know like law and order a little bit as well like it was very much a cop movie as well as a slasher like i yeah. felt that's sort of where it sat like in a lot more reality rather than you know well, the campgrounds. When we, the original pitch for the uh, Halloween part of it was to be Kurt Russell playing Loomis, and Loomis was a cop, not a therapist. And so uh, it would, you know, Kurt Russell would play a detective, and so that part stayed the same. So, uh, and we just changed the name to Mike Denver, which was a name that I used, you know, two million years ago for a different script. That's amazing. I'm loving the inside baseball Halloween information yeah. today. I love that I'm not supposed to be saying any of this, and I love that I'm <laughs> saying it. I know. We're getting, we're getting notoriety. The Halloween, the Halloween message boards are going to be blowing up. It's going to be amazing. Dude, they're so not going to care. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're just sitting back going, 25 million, 27 million, 28 million. Oh, wait. It's there will, there will weekend. Let's make some there will more. There'll be two comments, and they'll be... Well, thank God he didn't put him in space. <laughs> well, who would do that? Who would do that to a horror so, movie? Right? I mean, God, still, still love that movie too. <laughs> now, I want to, I want to talk about our characters because I look. It's very rare, especially in a modern day horror movie, that you actually find characters that you a care about and b want to see a little bit more of. I loved our heroine. I'm just saying, like, 
Oh, I love Which, this show. So this character was originally in the Halloween draft or was she just created specifically for this movie or? I would have to go back and look. <laughs> she was probably Laurie, but I don't know that for certain. Yeah, okay. You get those Laurie vibes. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I, I don't. I don't actually remember. It's been, I mean, quite literally, there was never anything written down. It was, we were, just a we pitch. Never, it was one of those things where Patrick and I have always been real good in a room. We, well, not only just good in a room, we've been good just with each other. Like we would come up with ideas on the fly and then sometimes pitch and sell a show just having just came up with the idea, which was always kind of fun. And I think that makes it more organic in, in some ways. And so we went in and we pitched this, having literally just come up with most of the concept in the parking lot outside of Malik's office. And so um, I don't remember all the details because you know, we never we never really wrote a lot of it down. It was just in our heads. And so what you see on the screen is what we remembered when we actually recreated it. So, uh, <laughs> That's awesome though. I love, I love the second life that this gets and that it's created something so rich in itself. It doesn't feel like, Oh, this is obviously a Halloween spec spec idea that they've just spun off into something else. It, it has its own life. Mm -hmm. um, how do we, how do you guys feel about Nikki? Cause I thought she was the bomb. I, I loved her. Did you see how much the blood we poured on her? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was yeah. about to say this. There's a lot she, of blood she was on dressed, her. She was dressed as a nurse, and she was the one trying to like, save everyone. Yeah. And, well, she was like, "Give me more blood, more blood." Oh, I was about to say. In my show notes, I have that is a slit throat. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, I would love, like, I would love to, because you know it, they always like, the, oh, a little tiny gash, and like, oh, oh, no, I'm falling that's, down. That's Gary Tunicliffe, and and Tunicliffe, if you know his work, you know he did he did Valentine, he did Drive Angry, but before that he did Hellraiser, he did uh, David Fincher's um, uh, Gone Girl. You remember the scene where Holy shit, he did Gone Girl? Is, is, oh my god. Know, that's Doogie Howser's blood. That's 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 Gary's blood coming out of Doogie. So I mean, um, it's just and to hear him tell that story, because he was told, and, and apparently Fincher's, you know, he's not easy to work with. And Fincher's like, I want the blood to go everywhere but her face. And Gary was like, Okay. <laughs> and it went everywhere but her face. <laughs> oh, talk that's about awesome. just don't get it in my hair. That's <laughs> did you all see Gone Girl? Because that scene is that scene's wicked. Mm. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Great she, she felt genius. nothing. I mean, she just—he is Mozart with blood. Just... Well, Trick wasn't necessarily shy with a slit, her throat slitting, was he? He was just like, "Yep, and you're gone." Oh no! But I have to. We have to talk about this guy because if if this guy's based on a real person. I need to know who it is because Troy? what Troy? a douche canoe Troy is. Troy is just oh. a complete nugget. He's, he's based on that that bully that's in every school. And by the way, the, the guy who actually plays the part, nothing like Troy, but completely became him. He was just perfect. 
I saved all those people. It was me. Like, shut the fuck up. I, know, this, right? I was going to say that as well. What a great, what a great cast of people that aren't necessarily the most well-known actors in the no. world, especially for a horror genre, for a genre film. We've reviewed a couple that are a bit, oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> like, am I really going to invest this much time in this movie? But I was very, I was into it. I'm like, it's been a long time since I've seen a slasher movie that I'm like, I'm down. I'm down to clown with this one. And I really was. But I want to know a little bit more about casting. Yeah, I, I know have this a question about casting with you, but too. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> about Jamie Kennedy and Omar Epps because they are very much of our generations, you know, that early 2000, late 90s, early 2000s horror boom that, you know, everyone yeah. was involved in. I saw those names went, okay, that's an interesting spin. So were those, did you ever have those, those character types in mind? Obviously Omar Epps was a, was a, not the original cast actor but or the one that we, they went after but yeah talk to us a little bit more about the characters well there. i mean originally we had Mulrooney. um yeah and uh there was a we got we had we were delayed and so he ended up having he had another tv show i forget what it was but that he had to do that he was already he'd already signed for and so there's no way for he, him to do our our stuff and so patrick suggested omar Patrick had worked with Omar on Dracula 2000. And so that was one of, I don't know if it was Omar's first, but it was one of his earlier shows. And it was Pat, one of, it was Patrick's first, I guess his first directing gig. And so he reached out to Omar and Omar said, yeah, I'd love to come in and work with you again. And so that's how that happened. And then Jamie was, we went out to Jamie early, but Patrick edited Scream. And so Patrick, and, you know, if anybody knows that story, Patrick, um, I mean, I don't know how much everyone knows, but Scream, the plug was going to be pulled. Wes was going to be fired. The whole thing was going to fall apart. And Wes came to Patrick and said, we need to edit that first scene. And so they edited the uh, Drew Barrymore scene, Patrick did. And and that's where we are today. And so that's why we have, you know, a thousand screams about to come out. And so, uh, so when, when they went back to Jamie and said, Hey, Patrick would like you to be in this movie. Jamie was like, absolutely. Because for Jamie, that was Jamie's, I don't know if his first role, but it was certainly his early role. And he was like, absolutely. I love Patrick. I'll come do it. I love Jamie in that movie, but I don't see him as a doctor ever. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he could be a doctor. He's forever Randy to me. Okay. He's never going to be a doctor. <laughs> Now, Katie, cinema depends on this thing called suspension of belief. I can't. Uh, he's Randy. He is Randy forever. In every role he plays, he is Randy. I'm sorry. That's so. Look, he was very knowledgeable in our movie. That's what you saw. I thought it was nice to see him play the understated character for once. Like normally, I you see Jamie Kennedy, you're like, oh, okay. I know, I know at what level this is going to come in at, and I know, I know that you know, I know what's going to happen. But it was, I thought it was nice to see him, you know, tone it back a bit and just be because, yeah, well, without spoiling too much too early, just yeah. to be that presence throughout the film and just to be there. I'm just like, oh, yeah. that's a really interesting. Point. He was, uh, he is, he is so much fun. <laughs> he really is, like. Um, he's, 
he's one of those guys that's always high. But when, it, when you start acting, he's not high. And it's it's kind of remarkable. Because when, when I get high, I can't not be high. But he can not be high. It's really, it's really, it's, it's impressive. He's saying, Jamie keeps his shit together. <laughs> when you say action, motherfucker keeps his shit together. <laughs> he's about the job. He know, he knows where the bread's buttered. He's, he he does. knows where the bread's buttered. He like you don't see him going. No, I'm going to turn down this horror script to do a four hour mini series on the history of the bicycle. Jamie Kennedy knows where his bread's buttered. <laughs> like, there there were more. There were a couple of times where people came up saying, "There's no way he can he can know this. Is not going to action." I'm ready. <laughs> intense. Uh, intense. Uh, I love, I love it. it. And one more casting thing I want to talk about. This gentleman. Mm -hmm. Where good. did we find? Where did we find him? Like where? Like what? I don't understand I mean, because he has given me Evan Peters vibes before Evan Peters was a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like. Put the kid in American Horror Story. He's ready. Not that he's a kid, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean look, he's he's ready. ready. All of these guys were just—they're just local New York actors. We shot Crazy. an hour north of Manhattan, and um, these kids are all just New York, and they were great. I mean, I'm as in awe as you are because he came in and he was just perfect. But they all were. I mean, that's it's very it hard to um, it's very hard to be menacing without a mask and menacing yeah. in in like a full face shot yeah. in broad daylight yeah and nailed that like yeah. nailed that so well um the idea of the switching masks was really cool too i like i lo like the i love I'm a bit of a sucker. Like, I'm a dirty bitch for multiple generational horror movies. Like, <laughs> sign me up. If something happened to someone in 1964, I want to know what happened in, in 2022. I'm like, ah, sign me up. I'm ready for it. But the mask changing was, was really cool because, as we were talking about before, it takes it out of that specific threat of A, Michael Myers, B, Jason. Those masks change, and he could be anyone, anywhere, at any time. And the threat's really general, but it's also quite specific because he could be that person behind you. He could be your uncle. He could be your brother. Was was the mask swapping an intentional thing or is it just a happy coincidence? I'm sorry. You lost me at Dirty Bitch. What? <laughs> Dirty Bitch. <laughs> the mask yeah. thing for the most part, the mask thing for the most part was Gary Tentacles because what uh, our initial thought was that he would always change his makeup and so yeah. when in the first scene when he pulls off the i think he was wearing he was wearing an old pumpkin. man mask in the original and then i think we changed it to a pumpkin and then when he pulls it off he's wearing pumpkin makeup and then the next time we see him he's in um something it's like it's it's like he's trying to figure out who he is and so each time he's wearing a different mask he's got different makeup on, on underneath until he ends up discovering who he's going to be. Um, I think when we started this, he ended up becoming Michael Myers. He ended up with the Kirk mask. Um, but um, 
for this uh, for this growth period, it was um, it was just fun to, especially with Gary, because Gary, he really is a genius. He just comes up with he just started throwing out. He threw out all the makeup ideas. He threw out all the mask ideas, the pumpkin, the pig, the clown, all of that crap he made himself. I mean, this isn't stuff that he went and grabbed. This is this was stuff that he made which is, I mean, how can you not be just blown away by that stuff? He's just, it just it's, leaves yeah. me at all. It's crazy. And we had this conversation recently when we talked about Friday the 13th part three, guys. And if you recall, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this would have been the point where they could have kept, you know, changing a mask. And every time Jason came back, he could, he would be someone different. So you, so it would be a suspension of disbelief thing. But I was like, and then I watched this movie. I'm like, it works. That idea works. It's not like, obviously trick is trick no matter what happens, but that mask thing really kind of opened it up a lot to where the, where the ideas flow at the end. But speaking of someone who, was a bit familiar with masks. Let's talk about the casting of this gentleman because, <laughs> like, good work. Like, <laughs> talk to me about Tom. I want to know about Tom. <laughs> He's my favorite son, bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I literally, and I'm looking at it right now. I, I we go back and forth with emails all the time and they don't let me find it. So he's telling me old stories about just all these old shows that he used to be on. And it's just, I mean, it's just amazing. He's been on so many old crazy shows. He's just an absolute glorious fella. He's one of those people that I'm so excited every time I see pop up in a movie, just like Tony Todd. Every time he pops up, you're like, yes, it's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, he the last email, he's going, he's t talking about old Rockford file stories. And it's just, you know, Jim Garner was apparently a, just an absolute nightmare sometimes. And it's just so refreshing to hear these. It's just from a different time period. It's almost, it's, it's history. And it's the kind of thing that... Um, Everyone should be able to share in this lovely uh, email thread that I get. Uh, I get to listen to. <laughs> it's not fair for me alone to listen to it, but because yeah, once they're gone, those stories are gone too. Like we we actually lost a two and a half hour interview recently, which was super interesting. But wow. yeah, I'm like, oh, what those stories are gone. So I feel you. Like you don't know, especially with you know everyone's getting older and these these. Yeah major stars or even made, like these cult classic stars are disappearing and unless they've written these stories down they disappear it's like no God, I mean, that. patrick and i both love tom from when we were growing up so we'd seen him in um you know all the old movies he was in halloween three and so on and um when we were doing valentine i mean we you know we hadn't thought about tom in forever because he hadn't really done a lot of stuff and somebody said well you know tom lives in where do we shoot Pennsylvania? Uh, was it Pennsylvania? Where, the fuck do we, where do we shoot uh, Valentine? Anyway, where we shot? That's where it was, and he lived there. <laughs> and uh, and so we're like, oh yeah, let's go to him. And so um, it was just, um, you know, and, and from that point forward, once you meet him, you literally fall in love with him. So 
how do you not do more movies with him? Exactly. Yeah. So um, we talked. We talked about Trick, and you know, the obviously Halloween tie-in. But was once this became its own thing, that ferocity. He's he's not you know a gentle killer. It's not a lot about this. When you run into him, it's not a lot about the game playing. It's about how quickly you're going to get stabbed or sliced. Right. He's like a shark. He's like he just goes for the kill, which I appreciate. Like the cat and mouse is always good, but unless it's executed well, sometimes it can come off a bit, you know, True. depending on the actors that are involved. But you had a great actor here. Leave Diana and Kimmel alone. I will not. I will not leave her alone. I will not. If you haven't watched the Friday the 13th Part 3 review, you'll know that I will not leave her alone. Um, <laughs> he's he's intense. Like, that, that characterization, obviously... There's a lot of backstory that we don't know about Trick, but that's that's a that's a violent killer. That's an intentional killer, as opposed to say, you know, the boys from Scream or whoever was behind the ghost mask. Yeah. That's someone that is is out for the kill. Is that correct in my assumption? Do you mean Trick as the original Trick or the original Trick? Before we yeah. get to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the. I mean, it, it's it's a weird thing because literally he bec- he was Michael Myers, and so we didn't have the original draft that we wrote ended with um, ended with uh, Omar's character uh, had. There's a point. There's a point in the movie when they fall off and they land on the car. Uh, in the original draft, they had landed on like the the roof of the canopy that when you pull your ambulance in to go into the emergency room, there's a canopy right there. And so they landed on that canopy and Trick rolled off and fell down to the ground below. And so um, the Kurt Russell character or Omar Epps character is looking down and sees him and, and Kurt's about to die or Omar's about to die and he sees this character laying there. And then just as he's about to die, the character stands up and moves and goes off into the shadows and then as you do omar epps dies and so it's (laughs) like he did not win this the evil did win and so uh patrick i sent that over and patrick was like i have an idea let me i want to play with something and that's where that's where this twist ending came from where suddenly you know and so he sent it back to me with just all these tricks and it was, and, and none of that was set up. So we went back into the script and we went back to the bar and we set up the girl juggling the, the, the different booze bottles and stuff. And we went back to different characters that we could set the ambulance driver and so forth. And so that's where, that's where that idea came from. And he was like, you know, what if it's not, and it's funny because when we were shooting the movie, uh, I was standing in the, in um, the crafty area having some coffee. Cause it was like, you know, we were in New York in the winter and it was like you know negative seven thousand degrees yeah i know that when you, when you <laughs> pee, it sparkles onto the ground and so um this one kid came outside and i was like hey how's it going he was like oh i'm fine he said yeah, i live because you know black kids don't get killed in this movie <laughs> was, i mean it was by you know it was one of those things where it's it's no secret that all the bad guys are white and so uh you know draw draw whatever conclusions you like from that says the white bald guy 
<laughs> but it's I think that's a, a really a great twist because it takes it again from a specific threat and a specific terror to and it's very reflective of the modern day. You don't know you don't know who your neighbours really are, you don't know who these people around you are. So that threat could be coming from anyone anywhere that you've ever run across like that was the the great thing about the the lead up and the you know 2016 2017 like you got to see that this yeah. this thing evolves and changes like anything else and yeah the the ending le- left it very very much open to you know you can't trust who you think you can trust and i think that's very reflexive of the modern world especially with yeah. you know everything we've seen with covid and all that kind of stuff you can't yeah. trust people <laughs> i mean we certainly you know, the intention was to go back and do more movies uh, it's the same thing with Drive Angry. We had, you know, numerous movies planned out for Drive Angry. We had numerous, numerous movies planned out for Valentine. But, um, and I think that's, to me, that's part of the fun. You you go out there and you tell a story that you like. And if, it, if it's successful, then you go tell more stories. If it's not successful, you go tell a different story. And so that's just a, that's just the game that we play. But um, this was a fun one. I enjoyed it. I mean, I had fun doing it. It was... Um, I'd never shot in New York before and the cast and crew and just the locals were just lovely. And, um, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good gig if you can get one. Definitely. And look, especially when you can, um, you know, put yourself amongst the action. Yeah. So obvious, obviously like writing the movie would be great, but being in movies is also, you know, not really the worst thing in the world, is it? It's not, but it's, 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 I don't envy actors. It's a, it's a world. I don't, it's just to be judged every single day over what you do and how you look. And it's just, it must be exhausting. I don't have enough narcissism in me to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so what I beg is, it's, it's like Nicole Kidman is a queen narcissist. Yes. It, it, yes. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> but you them. have to be. I, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, if you're going to go up against that kind of criticism, you've got to have, like, just a shield. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't cope with it. Yeah. Well, like in Bloody Valentine, Patrick called me and he said, hey, they're going to there was a scene where there's a character it's, you know, numerous years later. And this character was from the original um, slaughter and she's, she survived and here's where she is now. She's in the scene with this guy, they're having sex. Then the miner shows up after all these years of not knowing where he was, he shows up and he kills the guy and he kills the girl. And, and Patrick was like, look, they want to hire a local for this. And he said, would you do it? And I was like, okay, fine. And so that's how this started. And so then in um, in Drive Anger, it was the same thing. But at that time, I was very, I mean, I was very self-conscious. And so I started running and I was trying to get in shape. And I was like, I'm going to be naked and people are going to see my ass. <laughs> and so so it was a big thing. So for this movie. You're a badass, Todd. You're okay. <laughs> for, this, for this movie, I was like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to grow up. My, I'm going to let my hair go because, you know, in Hollywood, when you take meetings, you know, you'll, you'll color this because, you know, it's white and you don't want to look old. And so you color it. 
I think now more and more people don't give a shit. But, uh, you know, for the most part, that's what you do. And so for this movie, I was like, I'm going to let my beard grow out. I'm going to let it go Santa Claus white. I'm going to get me. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm just gonna throw it. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a deputy. That's what I was. <laughs> I was a deputy. Yeah, and you looked like you were having a damn good time because I did have the, a good time. The, your colleagues were, were viciously taken down and then, you know. What how you got you got a throat slit of your own. Right? I it was wait, what's that? You got a throat slit of your own. Yes, I did. <laughs> it, it was it. It was a fun death scene. Yeah, looks I mean, messy. Kind of. <laughs> it, it, I, I was like, "How long does it take to get that blood off you?" <laughs> it takes forever. Uh, uh, I mean, that, I mean, that goes back to Valentine. That's the reason Patrick was like, "Would you do it?" Because you do these scene, you do it, you do a take, and you're covered in blood, and then you run to the trailer and you wa- you wash, and like for Valentine, there's no hot water, so you wash in cold water, oh, wash all the blood uh, off. Oh, you yeah. go and you get in new costume, you go back, you do the scene again, again, you're covered in blood, you go and you, you rinse again, and you do this over and over because you never know how many takes it's going to get, it's going to take before you get the good shot. And so if you're brand new and you've never done this before, that's traumatic. Plus, you you know, 10 minutes before you were freaking naked with a, <laughs> with a teamster's boot next to your ankle. And so, you know, it's just not... It's not pretending to have sex in front of a whole bunch of people is not. Yeah. How is that? I've heard it's very unglamorous. It would be confronting. There's nothing erotic about it, is there? Like, how do you think porn stars cope? I I mean, (laughs) I think there's a different mentality. I think there's a voyeurism that maybe uh, uh, porn stars take part in that I personally do not because i remember years later i went uh, betsy and i have been friends for forever uh, until she voted for trump but we were uh <laughs> we were really close and we ran into her and she was like hey um because she we were we were we were hanging out and and she was complaining about the fact that i didn't get excited during the the scene with her as if this oh. were something against her and i was like there were teamsters watching us i wasn't little farmer wasn't going to come out for that uh, he was hiding i would want him to come out for that so he was know, nervous not stage fright he's a professional isn't he Tony? i would like he to did. say he's not coming he out unless there's a little more money involved and there wasn't a lot of money involved in that <laughs> How much, Todd? How much? Who would play him? <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Can I ask the UCR question? Please. Oh, yes. no. How many quarters? How many quarters? <laughs> wait, what's the question? How many quarters, Todd? He doesn't even know what the hell you're He's, talking about. He is not going to uh, incriminate himself in that kind of way. I didn't. Are you trying that. to? Are you trying I, to make I, Todd blush? I actually don't know how to. I don't know how to measure in quarters. Is there like a? Is there an app? Let me okay. take my phone and. <laughs> wait, wait, Todd. Let me give him my number. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> let me text this to you. You tell me if it's right. Uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Careful, remember what happened to poor David Boreanaz recently. Oh yeah. no, I had not heard about him actually. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't Captain America put his uh, quarters online? And Captain Captain America's online. David's online. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of meat. Very happy with Captain America. He can save me. Listen, Captain yeah, America can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's Captain America. We salute you. <laughs> For about three weeks, my dick was in drive angry, and then that went away. Because <laughs> there was that moment when Amber had just drug Krista out into the parking lot. She punched her, and then she turns around, she runs back to me. And and after we'd shot it about three or four times, uh, Amber, we, we were standing in there, and Amber's like, you should drop the sheet when you come back in. Or when I come back in, and I was like, I don't drop the sheet. And, and Krista was like, oh, you should drop the sheet. You should drop the sheet. I was like, I'm not dropping the sheet. And they were like, oh, I'll drop it. So they were, they were, they freaking badgered me into dropping the sheet. So I dropped it and nobody knew I was going to drop it. And then, and, then I, and then as I'm dropping it, I'm, I'm sort of bouncing around. And then, and, and then my dick was helicoptering. And so when your dick helicopters, it like pulls attention away from the drama and it's just all on the dick. And so, <laughs> you know, it, helicoptering was a thing. Because, I mean, how many times do you do this when you're naked? You just don't. Well, I mean, you do that flap thing, well, and you flap it back and forth, but you don't. <laughs> it brings a new, it brings a new theme, uh, new like meaning to the word drive angry. Like, <laughs> true. By the way, other guests talk about their dicks helicoptering. I'm not the first. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Lisa Wilcox was all about that. Yeah. 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 We couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah, couldn't stop talking about it. This is why you're a fake one, okay? <laughs> you give us the scoop, and then you give us the scoop. <laughs> right, back to the movie briefly for a second. For a second, Was Sheriff Jane always a female character? Because that was an interesting one. I think so. Think so? Yeah. I was just like, okay. You you put these people through some shit, Mister Farmer. <laughs> they're getting stabbed. They're getting sliced. They're getting beaten. Although at the end, at the very end, when um you know we we kind of we're in the hospital and um and you know we found out who that trick was. I really just wanted her to punch him after she'd stabbed him, and I don't know why. He had. A, he's got a very punchable face. I was, like, I was gonna say he deserved it. That's about, why. You're talking about Jeremy, right? I think it's Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She she stabbed him, and then she, I I just wanted her to give him just a little clip across think, the chin as well. Because he's the one of us. Yeah, yeah. I know that he was. He's somebody that I met. Jerome, not Jeremy. Jerome. Uh, he played Deputy Slater, which is named after Slater from uh, The Exorcist TV show and so forth. Uh, but um, Jerome was a friend of Patrick's. Like, Patrick knew him from before, and so that he was cast as in that role as that character. And uh, he played it so perfectly that when it came time for Christina, the actress, to stab him, um, the, the actress playing the sheriff was like, Oh, I want to stab him too. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, I mean, and I was because we were standing in the back, and I was like, "Well, you should tell Patrick that you want to to stab Jerome." And, and he was like, 
<laughs> oh, I'm totally, I'm totally I'm a, and so so then so then Ellen went to Patrick and was like, I would like to stab Jerome. And Patrick was like, you, then you will you will stab him. And so she pulls it out and stabs him again. So I, mean, I think it's deserved after everything that they went through. Especially that last I, that last scene when like they've got the three of them getting attacked together. They went through some stuff. Like that that's a lot of blood. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of applications to I'm like now you get some revenge, motherfucker. I was like, we're going to make you covered in blood. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the, um, we're going to jump to the ending. Was this, what, talk to me about this. Is this intentional? Like, can we just hold it on that screen for a while? Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> now don't drive angry, Todd. Don't drive angry. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, Interesting it, relationship <laughs> that came out of nowhere, a little bit. I mean, for me, <laughs> love's hard to find. True, and <laughs> you got to embrace it wherever you find it. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do here, Todd. You're just not. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you're just this is why we're this is why we're talking about these these quarters. You know, we're all trying to embrace it. <laughs> Stay with your husband, Katie. He's not <laughs> right now. We're not talking about him. God. Stop bringing him up, you guys. I'm not married. Stop it. <laughs> I've got to say, though, if there's one thing this movie did make me want to do, it makes me want to come to America so bad for Halloween because you guys do it right. You guys do it. like it, It's getting bigger here in Australia, but especially when we were, well, Luke and I are the same age. I think mm. Brooke, you're close to our age, but like it was never a thing yeah it's never it was never really a thing but now it's starting to happen but to see like you know the scream till dawn movie marathon and uh like you know the maze and all that kind of stuff i'm like it it puts you in it very much puts you in place and i'm like i want to be in that place i I would risk it you know what i mean i would risk it for the biscuit i want to clear it up just a little bit very few theaters will do horror movie marathons like that very very few a few years back uh my local drive-in did uh a july thriller chiller or something like that and it was all these awesomely bad b films and they played it from dusk till dawn not they did not play from dusk till dawn they played movies from dusk till dawn and i thought that was just so great i think the nostalgia factor is there and i don't understand why they don't do that more often because listen us horror geeks we'll come and we will pay money and we will do yeah. that every year if you do it like that yeah. is a solid way to make some money i just don't understand why more theaters don't do it they do it like they do it at hollywood forever don't they as well the cemetery they do they do those yeah. movie nights there yeah. they just did they just did scream one and two together i would have like crapped my pants to go but like put me in a cemetery watching nosferatu or something i'd be with i'd be so down for that shit. i'm like yeah. come on australia is so boring <laughs> well, and you really are when it comes to Halloween, though. As somebody who's yeah. very pro Halloween and always been very pro Halloween, they don't, we don't do enough. Like, I decorate my house, I do the whole thing. Like, I have an LED spiderweb to die for. It's stunning. Um, but <laughs> I, I just, we don't do Halloween right here. So, it's where, just where, so where, where are you guys? Where is everyone? I know well, you- I'm in Newcastle, Australia. Okay. Yeah. Newcastle. Brooke and I are together, so we're about an hour and a half from Sydney. Sydney, okay. <laughs> excuse me. Sydney. 
Did they? You know, I'm, I'm Queensland. Queensland, okay. Australia. And then yeah, Katie, you're not in Australia at all. Todd, I'm not. Who do you want me to be? <laughs> oh, I'm in upstate New York. I'll text you. I'll be asleep by the time you get here. <laughs> I mean, good morning. I've been, I've been to Australia numerous times. I've never been in, in October, so I never knew that you guys didn't do. Uh, well, you can come here. and stay with me. That's fine. Just, just... <laughs> oh, no, the girls are, the girls are <laughs> there. You do Halloween? Oh, I do Halloween. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get rid of my kids, everything. It'll be fun. I'll, I'll take them to paranormal investigation. <laughs> Katie's gonna shoot me. Yeah, look, there's look, girls. If I had the photo, and we might, we, we, we might show it later. But um, Luke got there first. So, oh, so. I did. I oh, did. Luke, Luke, Luke did get there first. Fantastic! I remember yeah, that. I have to go back. When did? When was that? That was like that was early. That was two thousand and oh four. 2004, yeah, 2003. Everyone was young and beautiful and drunk. Yeah, it was, it it was a while. Yeah, no, I was gone. I was like, <laughs> I mean, to be but fair. But hey, at least my, my, my wig line was okay, though. I, was, I, I was kept it, that shit all right. Was it, though? <laughs> was it really? Was it? Was it, though? <laughs> all right, before we finish up with Trick, you said, you you planned a world. Where where do you think this would have taken you had you gone on to another movie? Um, you mean like the story? The story. Um, the story would have been. I mean, Patrick went back to originally. It it ended with the the two girls, um, uh, you know, putting their foreheads together, and they were going to go out and hunt. Um they were going to go out and hunt the survivors. And then when we were still with Moroni, he was like, I really wish I was a part of that. And so we rewrote it so that he was, he, you know, comes up with the coffees and says, Hey, I'm going to get in the car. And so we just kept that for Omar when he was there. And then, um, so it was the three of them that, that would go off and, and hunt this group. But what we have seen in, and then we wrote this in, when did we write Trick? We wrote Trick. We wrote Trick before the official Halloween, not wrote it. We came up with the concept before uh, before the official Halloween announcement. So that would have been 2017. When did they first announce? Yeah, the, I, think, I think it was around 16, 17, like late yeah. 16, early 17. I mean, that's when we first came up with the concept. And so that was, uh, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And so we, um, I mean, not a lot changed from that point. And so I, I think the idea was that, and, and, and what I, my point was, what we've seen is, you know, after, you know, Trump came along and said, hey, you know, it's okay to be a white supremacist, it's okay to be a racist, it's okay to, you know, and it's okay to embrace, you know, being a horrible person. And so now you see that a lot more and it's okay to do that. It's okay to do it in public. It's okay to do it in airports. It's okay to do it in restaurants. And so the idea that you have two or three survivors who were of this mentality, 
and that this hits the news and that people are talking about it and Facebook is spinning it and Fox News is spinning it and all these different places are spinning it. So you would think the next year you've got Omar and Christine and Ellen fighting not three people, but 300 people. And so that's where it was going. It was going it was going to a place where, where the world has gone right now, which is, you know, you can't you can't fight. Morality is gone to, to some degree. If you don't like something, then it doesn't matter if your Bible says that it's wrong. It doesn't matter if morality says it's wrong. If you don't like it, then, you know, bless your heart. You should you should be able to do whatever you want. And so that's the world we live in now. And so the idea that, you know, you've got good people who are still living by morality and still living by laws, that goes away when you've got three or 400 people who can stick on, put on a mask and walk in. They can take that mask off and walk in public and nobody knows that they're a bad guy because they're white. Social commentary out the wazoo from Todd Farmer. I live. Oh, I'm so into it. Well, that's great. <laughs> this that's great. I, uh, I love it. I think. Yeah, look, I, as I said, I think that it's super underrated. Like, it takes a slasher back to where it was in, in just before that, you know, or not even just before that, because we all know that there were some dodgy slashes floating around at, after Scream, but it yeah, takes that, the seriousness back into a slasher movie. And I there was yeah. some, there was some good stuff there. I think that people... Do yourself a favor, check out Trick because it's a fun little ride, especially at this time of year. You want something. You want sometimes you want something that you haven't seen. Do you know what I mean? That you can go, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this ride and go and go where it went. And yeah, I loved it. So well, class for you, Mr. Todd. I Palmer. mean, look, we made it we made it for you know $37 and and a and a <laughs> carton of smokes, and that's about it. We didn't have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of money. But uh, but we had fun with it, and you know, and it is for the most part, you know, it's one of those movies where you don't have, if if anything goes wrong, you just have to outthink your way of you know, figuring out what to do next, and so that part makes it fun. But it definitely uh, doesn't look it doesn't look cheap though. That's just the thing. It, it looks like a it looks like a proper like a proper budgeted horror movie. It doesn't look like you know, no, someone gave you. It's an elastic band and hope and a dream and that create a movie. <laughs> we we had money to make it. It wasn't, it wasn't, but it, we didn't have what we didn't have is we didn't have bloody Valentine money. We didn't have drive angry yeah. money. We didn't have that kind yeah. of money. It was a much smaller budget, which was fine. I mean, that's I mean, I can't bitch about that because most horror movies are made at those budgets. And so if we can't make a whole a good horror movie at that budget, then you know, we should go do something else. Yeah, you shouldn't so, be making them, should you really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I, mean, I, I have two questions. Uh, what What are you up to next? And will you kill me in that movie? Uh, what I'm up to next depends on if you answer my text. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will always kill you in a movie. Why? What do you? Why would you even ask that? Of course I will. I uh, see. Some people want to be the final girl, or they want to be the like the. Last man standing. They want to be the star. I want to get killed off in a horror movie. You want to be a victim, Katie. Way possible. Surprise. Just want to do it. (laughs) See, I will. See, I'm going for the franchise. I'm going for the franchise. I want to come back. I want to have a really, really remember, like memorable death. Like people are going to be talking. Like, did you see that girl die in that film? I want to be that girl. 
I mean, if I write it, it's going to be, did you see the girl who got spanked for a while and then she got killed? Uh, she was great. Oh, my God. God. We're recording. I know. <laughs> we'll cut the part where we pull your hair. Oh, <laughs> she got a hair. She got a haircut. She can't. It's not. <laughs> I'm you can just make your fingers up and pull from the back. You just need fine. a handful. Just need a handful. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so what? Yeah, what is on the cards for you next? What are you um, working on? What's happening? What's going on? I've got. Uh, I've got a thing that I'm writing currently that, uh, that you can tell us about. No, well, of course I can't tell you about it. <laughs> There, there used to be a time when we could talk about anything. Now, of course, we can't. But um, yes, I have a thing. I have a thing that I'm working on right now that there will probably be an announcement. You know, in the next uh, month or so. Ooh, exciting! Are you getting naked in it, though, Todd? That's what we want to know. What's that? Are you getting naked in it? I'm not getting in that film unless he's naked. Luke, I'm fucking old. Nobody wants to see my. I think is you have you not been on this show long enough now that you realize there's some thirsty bitches around here. Like, <laughs> I know, like Katie slipping all around her seat. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 this isn't even just a gimmick. I mean, I taught. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I need to come back to full screen, please. Steve and Luke will attest to this. Every time we bring up something that has anything kind of related to you, I'm going. Hi, Todd. <laughs> I think you might be Katie's whole past, Todd, is what she's trying to say. <laughs> I love you, okay? That's it. I said it. I said oh, it. the love connections. <laughs> you know, right. show. I love that Katie's so gone good. red. She's red. <laughs> she need, she no. need that makeup. I love, no, I, I love. I don't know if I'm, like, red because I'm just laughing so hard i don't know if i'm red because i'm embarrassed or i don't know if i'm red because i'm flattered it's i'm just red let's just, let's just well my nipples are hard i don't know about you <laughs> there's a definite rise <laughs> oh dear oh my oh, god dear. he's out of control out of control <laughs> out of control so i've been talking a lot does anyone else have any questions katie's had hers obviously <laughs> <laughs> I'll let someone else go. <laughs> Look, Todd, I think um is there more horror coming out for you? Like are you are you writing more horror? Yes. I've I'm writing one right now. The Patrick and I have something that we are I've got something I'm doing on my own. Patrick and I have something that we're both uh doing that he just sent out I guess you what is today? Saturday. So he sent it out two days ago. And then um I mean, there's always, that's the problem with our business. I mean, there's always a gazillion things that we're working on at the same time, just to try to get one to get made. Um, just the other day, somebody called to say, hey, do you have anything that uh, is unproduced? And I was like, do I have anything that's produced? So, I mean, I've got <laughs> so many things that were unproduced. And so I'm looking through this whole, I mean, we worked on, we did two versions of Ghost Rider. We did versions of of fright night we did versions of texas chainsaw i mean we we worked on so many things and so many pitches and it's it's a little disheartening because you have this stuff that you pour your hearts into 
and you come up with these ideas and you're like, oh, this is really good. I mean, the original Halloween 3D, I really love that idea. I still do. And we didn't make it. And our our reboot for, for Hellraiser, I thought it was amazing. And then we did another reboot and then we did another reboot and none of them got made. And so it's just the whole the whole process is crazy. But yeah, I mean, there's 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 one thing that's going to be announced with probably next month. September 18th. Yeah, it'll definitely be next month. And then, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's old school slasher and it's, you know, with maybe, Ooh. you know, um, a lot of fun people involved. And so. Have um, they cast it yet? Uh, no casting yet. Um, there's, uh, there's uh, studio producers. Uh, there's most likely uh most likely director. Uh, I, love, I love it. I love it. How much can I say with that? Getting in trouble. Let me get the God killer down. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's um, no, it'll be fun. And, um, and it's been fun to, um, I mean, horror is one of those things that it used to be. It was the stepping stone. It's how you got started. When I came out here, I came out in 1996, which means I'm 74 years old. And so when I came out, <laughs> uh, horror is how you started. I mean, you, because at that time, you only had Dimension, you only had New Line, hardly anybody else is doing horror. And then this was before Scream. And so you just, you know, you this was your stepping stone. And then suddenly, and now you look at horror today, freaking everybody is doing horror and they're doing really good horror. I mean, I don't, you know, Malignant is a love it or hate it movie. I loved it. I mean, I loved it, everything about it. But a lot of people don't love it, and that's fine because I love that people hate Jason X. Because if everybody loved Jason X, what kind of freaking horrible world would that be that we lived in? I like <laughs> the fact that there are people who don't like a movie that I wrote because I can look at them and say, oh. Are you okay? <laughs> because I can stand in judgment. <laughs> so what? Obviously, with the with the hundreds of ideas that you've had in your papers and you know written down and all that kind of stuff, is there a dream project? Is there one that you go, this is this is what I would sell my soul for if it's not already gone? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean. I, I, the truth is, if I work like there's this thing that producers and executives will do that when you turn in a script, they'll come back to you. It, it's almost one of those things where somebody told them this is what they're supposed to say, but they'll come back to you and they'll say, man, this is such a great stepping stone. This is it's such a plate. It's such a great place to launch. Uh, this is such a great starting point. And I'm like, fucker, if it wasn't what I wanted to turn in and I thought it was perfect, I wouldn't have turned it in. So don't come back to me exactly. and say, this is a great launching pad. This is a great place to start. No, it isn't. This is done. This is perfect. I understand that because everybody has their own opinion, but we live in a world where, you know, the writer isn't in charge anymore. I don't know if the writer ever was in charge, but. <laughs> but unless you're funding the movie as well. No, and I am not. I am not funding the movie. <laughs> this thing isn't going to pay the bills. 
<laughs> we'll sell it to the right audience, it might. How much are you selling that for? It's got an open mouth. <laughs> I got all kinds of crap. This is the bull by the balls. And if you look closely, you can see, well, you can see she's got, there's the balls. <laughs> oh my God. This interview took a turn. <laughs> a really quick turn. If you, look at his, if you look at the bull's face, the bull is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I've got all this stuff in my tool shed. So all you really have to do is just, you know, find the property and walk in and steal it. So it's fine. <laughs> Tempting. Well, Luke and, I, Luke and I are planning to be in the U.S. next year in October. So you never know. Yeah, we're going to come feast. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. What, are we, what are we going to do? Whatever you want to do, Todd. We're all going to do trick cosplaying, Todd, and just go around and scare the fuck out of people. Where where are, we, where are you guys staying? Do you know? Don't know yet. We're, 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 tentatively decide, we're tentatively deciding at the moment because we're only just um, opening up travel and stuff at the end of the year. So when are you coming? It'll when? Look next year. Next year. So you don't win next, next year. year. Just next Not year. October. We're coming for Halloween. We're coming for Halloween. So a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. What's this, this, is, for you, this is an invite to Kentucky. We're coming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there is a there could be a big meteor before then and now. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. You've got to have be. dreams, yeah. Todd. You've got to have dreams. Yeah, could be <laughs> another we're, pandemic. You never know. Well, we're in Manhattan. <laughs> we can uh, fire up the grill and you guys just come over and we'll fix it. But Katie, she's going to leave her whole life. Bye, Katie. Bye, Kyle. Bye, guys. It's like I'm on my way. <laughs> consider kids husband, consider them done. Oh. So one one last question before we let you go, Todd. What's what's the big plans for Halloween this year? Are you just, just chilling out? or you do? I mean, I would love to do – we do a Halloween party, a big-ass Halloween party. Uh, we did one every every two years because every year is – it's a big party. And so, and you know, we've, we needed a year just to recover from it, but uh, we haven't done it in a couple of years because, you know, the whole world's locked down. We were thinking about doing it again this year, but you know, things, the numbers are back up again. So we're not doing it, but well, uh, look, you can wear a mask at Halloween, right? That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if that's trick told us anything, you can wear a mask at Halloween and no one's going to look yeah. at you funny. So, uh, I mean, it feels. I mean, I would love to do another party, but it feels kind of irresponsible. So we're not going to. So we'll wait till maybe next year. Just have a little movie fest by yourself. Like yeah. that's my my year every year. It's like which yeah. which version of the Halloween series would I like to watch now? <laughs> am, I, am I going one two four five? Am I going one two four five six? Am I going one H twenty? Am I going one twenty eighteen? <laughs> Thank you guys for staying up so late to do this because I know it's like what is it one o'clock in uh, in Oz right it's now? Only Kate, it's only Katie. It's only Katie. No, late. no, no. We're, we're in the middle early of the day morning. Here. Yeah, it's it's past my bedtime, but for you, I'd do anything. Uh, well, <laughs> you. No, no, I'm I'm Wait, it's not. Bad, <laughs> right? I am an old lady. I have she two is, young children. I go to bed very early. <laughs> she is an old lady. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for joining us today. And we will see. It's been a lovely Uncensored Horror. Thanks for joining us today, Brooke, Thanks. as well. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and we you're will welcome. see you all soon. Make sure you check out Trick, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.